Hello, my lords and ladies of House Podcast. This is BT Calloway, not with a plug for the Patreon or a message from Hodor, but with a bit of an apology. Uh, I was getting over a sore throat for the recording of this episode, and listening back now that I'm editing it, my voice is a bit rougher than I thought. So, sorry about that. But hey, on with the show. Renegades forever. Pew, pew, pew. Hello out there, you hidden Wilhelm screams. They thought we wouldn't notice, but we noticed. Welcome to Thrones of Games, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the show backwards. Yes, I call it Thrones of Games. Deal with it. We've only done this for, you know, season eight, episode two, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the Game of Thrones podcast that dares watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before and are thoroughly confused, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire series, and joining me as always is Elliot Joe Neal, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing there, buddy? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, my throat is clean. I'm delivering a nice, smooth vocal delivery. But you, you sound a bit uh, like you might have uh, lost your head from the neck or something. Yeah, you know, someone put a sword through my neck. Yeah, maybe. I'm glad they reattached it. The modern uh, marvels of uh, maesters. Yeah. Well, they did put it on backwards, but, you know, that's what you deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we just watched season one, episode nine, entitled simply Baylor. Uh, for those of you playing at home, this was the one where Ned gets his head back finally. Yay! <laughs> Good for him. He's been waiting for ages for that. Uh, also, you know, uh, Dan Brady gets some blood magic involved with Carl Drogo and just some other stuff. Elliot, J. O'Neill, what just happened? Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that. Those are the main, those are the big takeaways. That's the thing. I, I have to say the big takeaways. People know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, that also t- gives away the first segment. So also there was a war, another one where it's just like and aftermath. Yeah, wars are expensive to film, people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just another one of we go to war. Huh. Oh, oh, okay, oh. what happened? We won the war. Huzzah! <laughs> Look at all this aftermath. Wasn't this clearly an excellent war? <laughs> yeah, I do like and just to like try and shine it up a little bit. The whole frame is upwards, up, upside down to begin with. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean. Points for trying, guys. You tried to come up with some way to make this look less disappointing, and you, you got a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just hearing myself. It's going to sound so weird listening back to this next week when I edit it. <laughs> Dude, what the hell was that, me? Oh, I can't help it. It's, it's my head's on backwards. What do you want? Uh, yeah. I'm just glad that they managed to get the uh, pipes to line up again. I mean, I haven't eaten anything yet, so uh, maybe that just goes straight to the lungs now. Mm-hmm. Who your, knows? Your spine is going down your esophagus. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I mean, we've covered the major points. What was your MVP of this episode? Um, man, I don't, I don't know. Uh, God, was there really a performance in this one that stood out to me? I mean, Tyrion's always got a yeah, claim yeah, to the, the yeah. employee of the month. I'm just trying to be a bit more original than that. What yeah, have you got? Uh, I was going to say potentially a. Uh, Tyrion and Shay and Bronn have a little sleepover. Yeah. And uh, that's that's pretty good. But yeah, I know what you mean. That's very... Um, we, we've done this a lot. Hmm. Uh, so the rest was all... Let's see. Uh, the whole thing around Khal Drogo was pretty pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, starting to like the Daenerys storyline. Yeah, well, this is kind of the, the low point she starts at that you're seeing now. So uh, yeah, yeah, this is where Khal Drogo falls off his horse and all his men are like... He can't ride a horse. This dude sucks. He can't lead us if he can't ride a horse. And she's like, no, no, he's just taking a nap. 
Everybody needs it's all camp here. It's like, dude, this campsite sucks. They will camp here. <laughs> and yeah, deny guy is all just fucking against this. Does he just leave in the next episode and I don't notice particularly, or does he die at some point? I'm not sure because I mean, she, he does keep using the phrase "blood of my blood," mm. and then she. Daenerys uses that same phrase with a guy in the later episode, but he seems a little bit more on her side than this guy does. So maybe, yeah, I guess it's like Carl Drogo's like cousins or something. Yeah, I felt like uh, he might have been one of the people that bounced in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's of, probably fair. Oh wait, no, that's right. He dies at the end of this episode. Fucking oh, hell, yeah, I'm dude. an idiot. <laughs> well, none of them have names or really clearly distinguishing features. They're just dudes. Yeah. Oh god, how could I forget so quickly? And I even have the note here that deny guy died. <laughs> yeah, and it's also a bit weird because you know he's all like, "Oh, I'm going into that tent after you know the witch said don't come into this tent." Yeah. And then Jorah Mon's like, "You'll go in there with my dead body." Jewel, 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 and he kills him. And then Dan Brady's like, oh, I need to go to the tent. So, oh, we'll go in. Yeah. <laughs> you just killed a guy for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, I mean, I imagine delivering a baby is hard. But, like, when it goes between, you know, going into the lady who just cut a horse to save a dude. Yeah. And just, like, maybe someone else can just give it a go. Yeah, that's the thing. Because the witch has just, you know, sacrificed Carl Drogo's horse to his recovery. Uh, and then Dan Brady's like, oh, we need a midwife. Like, oh, the witch can do it. It's like. She, I, want, I want to see the scene of them, Jorah walking in, going, oh, she's having the baby now, I need to deliver. She's being like, okay, guys, I am trying to bring a man back from the dead. I cannot deliver a baby at the same fucking time. Are you kidding? And there's rubbing your head and patting your tummy at the same time, but fucking hell. Yeah, this is not delivering a baby and resurrecting somebody. It's just... There, okay, can you count? Can you count to one? How many of me are there? <laughs> I one. Am, I am a witch, not a juggler. <laughs> yeah, God. This is just, oh, fine. And to be to, to her credit, she does a version of this, I guess. Mm. She does help Drogo. He becomes catatonic, but she does save him, and she does deliver yeah. the dead baby thing. Uh, yeah, it's very monkey's poor school of making pro- uh, delivering on promises, but still. He's like, look, I had to multitask. This is what we ended up with. When you half-ass two things, yep. you get quarter-ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, also, this the setup for this was a bit different, because he's all like, oh, only death can pay for life. And Dan Brady's like, oh, whatever it takes. We know in the next episode, she's like, oh, you know, that's why your baby was born mutated and died yeah. immediately, is that this was the sacrifice for, cat- for the catatonic Carl Drogo. And it's like, no, it wasn't. You were like, bring me the horse. Yeah. The implication was the horse was enough. Yeah. So so I, surely a horse and plus a weird devil baby. Yeah. Should have been loads. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. What's what's your deal there, witch lady? What's your thing? Um. So this show also has two witches that people aren't fans of. Yeah. Well, I guess wherever witchcraft pops up, they're not terribly... I mean, again, this, that creates drama. You don't want to see someone say, hey, I'm a witch. And everyone go, oh, we love witches. Let's just all hang out and be nice to each other. <laughs> But yeah, just uh, the idea that Daenerys has been taken in by this wish and also Stannis has as well. Yeah. It's just like using the same plot point twice, essentially, in this show. Yeah, and they both make sacrifices of children. So, uh, mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, this show and witches do not get along. Yeah, absolutely. Right in, witches. So I guess, like, looking over my notes and the scenes, I think I would give my MVP to Varys, actually, because yeah, this was a hell right, of a way to open the episode. Right back at the beginning. And it's so season one, because Varys is, like, not glammed up. He's just wearing basic dark clothing, and you can see mm. his legs. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Pretty Unfancy Varys? Yeah. <laughs> He's not, like, got his hands together. and he, Even his accent is a little bit off. It's it's weird. But I mean, it's good. It's a good scene, though. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the, yeah... 
asking, answering a question with when I was a lad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before they took my balls off. So it's always with the balls. Jeez. <laughs> like, okay, we're going to go down the shops. You want to think, well, then they took my balls. Okay, fuck. You want to just, God, get to the point. <laughs> a kid cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was always my favorite. Mother would give me one before she sold me to the source. Okay, fuck. Why is it always a story? And they snapped my balls off like you would the, the, the piece of the said, Kit Kat. Had a break. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Kit Kat. Uh, how do you anti-sponsor something? I guess we give them money now. Mm-hmm. We don't have that kind of money. Um, but yeah, and so he's having a little chat with uh, Ned Stark of the Crypt. And at this point, honestly, casting Sean, Sean Bean just counts as a spoiler. Yeah. Like, you know he's going to die. Is that... Like, because you guys mentioned that on the Baby Beard episode of the Simpsons yeah. Index. And yeah. I'm like, what else has he been in? Uh, Goldeneye, where he dies. Uh, Equilibrium, where he dies. Who is he in Goldeneye? He's Alec Trevelyan. Oh, get fucked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That it, dude's aged okay. Is it? He's keeping it together. Yeah. I mean, albeit this was 10 years ago, so still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's in Silent Hill 2, where it sucks. All right. Um, what else is he? Just in stuff. But there's I've seen graphs and tables, and yeah, like 60 to 70% of the movies he's in, he dies. Wow. He's yeah. the Tom Hanks of pissing, of dying. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> Tom Hanks pees, Tom Cruise runs, Sean Bean dies. Yeah. That's but, the thing. But no, I especially enjoyed Varys' performance in, you know, counter to... Ned's whole, you know, I'm ready to die thing. You know, I grew up around soldiers. You grew up around actors. You know how to play your part. I died a long time ago. I learned how to die. It's like fucking. You learn to do that once. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and Twice no, maybe in this show. And no, I felt Varys um, very compelling in this scene as well. He's like, oh, don't be. St-. And he has the whole bit where he's like, what, what would you have me do? He's like, I just want you to serve the realm. Do what's yeah. right. Get it. Get us peace in our time, dude. Jeez. And he was going for it. And yeah. Like, uh, just bringing it to the end scene, which would probably get my most valuable part, obviously. Yeah. Like, when I know the outcome, you got to work. And this fucking scene worked. It really did. Like, I remember watching this on the first run through, and I was like, I think he's going to die. Because mm. by this time, I know this is not a show that pulls its punches. If it makes logical sense to off someone, they get off. Yeah, right. Regardless of them being, you know, the big main character. Which, yeah, this this was a big shock to everyone watching the show on the forward watch. I even know, like, uh, even in 30 Rock, there's a bit where I think it's .com is reading. He goes, what? Ned Stark is dead? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how far the, uh, if the show was on yet, but it's a good bit. Mm. That's uh, funny. Spoilers in other shows of other shows. Yeah, crazy stuff. Watch 30 Rock, good show. Rock of 30. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, but yeah, I, and actually kind of like where the episode title comes from, which is when uh, Ned's moving through the crowd and he sees Arya up on the statue and he grabs a dark guy and he says, Baylor, which means the statue of Baylor over there, my daughter is on on that, go help her. Yeah. And it's just a word and it's all implied through action. And even when he's getting his neck lowered down to the chopping block, he looks and she's not on the statue anymore. And he kind of has a look of, at least that's taken care of. Yeah, and just ever so slowly just bends his neck yeah. down and to receive his punishment or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a good bit. And to do it all silently and just with like exchange of glances and stuff like that, really, really cool stuff. Could have done without the John Woo pigeons. Yeah, I could have sworn, I remember the sword coming down and I thought it was cut to black from that. Yeah. Uh, instead, yeah, we had some pigeons and Arya looks and goes, oh, pigeons, a symbol of the soul leaving the body or doves or fucking whatever. And... I don't know if it was tie- meant to be tying in with her just fucking offing a pigeon for no particular reason. She was hungry. Well, she didn't do anything with it, and she dropped it. And uh, okay, look, I I get the guy who's like, fuck uh, fuck off, girl. You don't get my bread. But then he just 
he fucks off. I don't yeah. get her immediate instinct not to go grab Brent. Yeah, it's true. I mean, unless there's a guard right there, unless yeah. someone's going to report you. But I mean, no, the whole thing is meant to be she's, you know, lost and doesn't know what to do and is hungry, so she kills a pigeon, but then the immediacy of knowing what's happening, she drops it. And yeah. There are more things than pigeons at the moment, or bread. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that whole scene is pretty damn great. And even just Ned looking around at all these people cheering and Sa- and Ariel being in this crowd of people cheering for her father's death. And it's like, mm. wow, people really suck in a crowd. Yeah, well, especially like seeing not only Sansa, but Cersei as well going, no, fucking no, like almost yeah. collapsing at their knees. Like, and yeah. even, yeah, uh, ba- Blathering Maester was a was bit like- taken back. Yeah, he was like, oh, you know, the, 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 the gods, they, they, they judge mercy. And how shall we deal with this? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely this old and certainly not faking it. <laughs> so that still blows my li- my mind from the last episode where mm. we find out he's not as dottering as we think. That's it. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, there's a bit where the old maester at the wall as well who has this whole thing about, you know, everyone does what's honorable until it's hard. And then, the, you know, it's, and he even has the line of, why do you think men of the Night's Watch are meant to take wives or have children? Yeah. Because love is the death of duty. And sooner or later, everyone's going to, you know, abandon their duties for the people they love. And like, and I like that that's the turning point for Ned Stark here as well, is even Rob's all like, no, oh, sorry, Jon Snow's all like, oh no, my father definitely would. He's like, well, that would be the first yeah. man in 10 million to do that. And mm. then it's like, no, when he chips it down, he's like, no, I want to, peace in our time and I want my children to survive and uh, tries and Joffrey is a cunt. Yeah. In his first act of real cuntishness. And sexist. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Soft hearts of women. Yes. Joffrey, oh. you should know better even at your young age. Yep, he doesn't. Sexism in Westeros, my word. You put a crown on a dude, he becomes a cunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of cunts, Segway. Uh, I just wrote down Sir Ginger Cunt three tenths down. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they find Shay. That's yep. he's all like, you know, Bron just comes. Oh, where'd you find this one? Oh, you know, you know, Sir Ginger Cunt three yeah. cents down. Yeah. So, so presuming the introduction of Shay. Yeah, presumably, which uh, given how much Tyrion cares about her in the next episode, I know, right? Feels pretty sudden. I mean, she's rather charming. Like I said, I like their whole sleepover bit where they're telling games, and I also like the detail that she's wearing his jacket at that point. And oh, Tyrion's I didn't notice just, that. Eh, it's just it's subtle. It's like where's that? I was like, where's that clothing? That's Tyrion's neat. Mm. And they're all just lying around on pillows and drinking wine and having drinking games. And I like how they come back and they're holding a candle between their two arms. Like, yeah. she's like, oh, does it hurt you yet? He's like, nope, that's fine. That's totally. <laughs> yeah, I love how you're still trying to piece together what's happening in that scene. And yeah, yeah, and I do like his quick line of. Like, my god woman are you immune to pain she goes nope just used to it mm. and they pass it off as a very kind of laughy kind of line it's like oh wait that's kind of fucked oh yeah <laughs> so yeah but and it's all in good fun and then I even like when he's like oh no it's a fun let's have a game it's where I, I say a thing about you and if I'm right you drink and if I'm wrong I drink it's like oh, it's, it's, it's a fun game look at all the fun we're having <laughs> yeah <laughs> but my god like I've played Never Have I Ever a few times and yeah. it's a sip guys yeah. it's a sip Let's assume this is really weak wine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, Tyrion, like, I can't imagine a, a short man, you know, it's got a scale, right? He's got to be fucking loaded. Uh, people have done math on this. It's arguable if they're, if they're accurate. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Film Theory did a thing on how much is are they actually putting away. Right. And uh, yeah, they're like, Tyrion should be dead. <laughs> and quite frankly, Cersei is going to have some serious health problems. Yeah, definitely. And like, and the other thing I was thinking is, how has that flagon still got anything left in it? They're doing generous pours, yeah, true. and 
like their cups are pretty big as well. Ah, but flagons were being bigger back in those days. You'd pay a half penny and get a keg's worth. I don't know. Mm. More than one flagon. I don't know. Look, I only know bloody metric system. I don't know how it works in the states. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's see. Blah 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 blah. blah. Sorry, I forgot my. I lost my place entirely. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah. Oh, what am I saying? I lost my place. But I can just say nudity, nudity. A little bit. We get a bit of Shay. Yeah. That's about it. She's all bit like Shay boob. You know they have this little uh, back and forth. Like, well, you know, I want you to hang out with me and enjoy my company and rub my feet and fuck me like it's my last day in this world. She's like, and uh, what do I get? He's like, gold in my company. I heard it's rather good. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, accepted. Here are my boobs. Yeah. It's interesting that this is the beginning of their romance. Consi- yeah. Yeah, like you said before, it happens so quick, and I'm almost not well, satisfied. There was a season break between, and I think that always makes a difference. Which, yeah, I But guess. I agree, in terms of what we actually see, like, to be somewhat fair, it's not clear how much is between his line of, you know, fuck me like it's my last day on Earth. I oh, know, I was about to say it's not clear how much time there is. Yes, it is. Yeah, because it's that Because the battle is tomorrow. Yeah. So... Yeah, okay, fuck that. I was going to give them some <laughs> leeway of we don't know how much time has transpired between one hangout session and the next, but yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Well, I'm pretty sure the season closer is where he brings her into the city and she's like, yeah. I love the smell of cum and everything. That's like the next, I think it's the next episode or... Yeah, no, I don't think you're no, right. No, no, hey, you're yeah. right, you're right. Because, yeah, then he rocks up to Joffrey and is like, oh, we've returned from the battlefield where I got knocked out. But yeah. no one needs to know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, it's just such a funny way that they get around the whole violence of that the yep. episode. That Are we done with nudity or is that going to provide a good well, segue? Well, I think someone just said violence. Hey, there we go. Segway. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, we don't see a whole lot of it. Uh, I mentioned the candle game they play. That looks painful. Yeah, and so the Tyrion force... What's his fucking last name? Starathian. Um, Lannister forces are mostly made up of, like, weird old fucking various factions of I'm not too sure what this animal is. people. Yeah, they're not wildlings, but they're clearly like lowborn fighters and they're not knights that don't have proper armor or anything. Yeah. I don't know what this is, but I assume we'll find out as we go. And Tyrion's like leading them because he's recruited them and they're going to be the vanguard because, hey, they're cheap. Mm, mm. So uh, you send them in first to be the cannon fodder, I suppose. Yeah, and even then, their win was not a win. Yeah. Well, we get a bit of violence where they're taking trophies of ears and like, ah, oh, we still mm. thought there'd be 20,000 troops and there are only 2,000. We're all really sad. Yeah. <laughs> We're all geared up for a good fight. We got... No, that's it. And they got hoodwinked. Yep. Uh, man. Yeah. Okay, for violence, I really don't have too much. Um, Drogo's gooey wound, I wrote. Yep. <laughs> He's got a gooey wound. Uh, they slice open a horse's throat and that's uh, gushy as hell. Yeah, that was one as well where I... You know, it's like watching the bonus scenes on Django Unchained. I really enjoyed sort of how they make it look like the horse is, you know, going through yeah. a lot more than it actually is. Like, there are controlled ways to for horses to fall and they'll mm. be fine. And similarly, yeah, in this one, it's not doing much. It's just doing, you know, a gallop up on two legs yep. and then sort of just progressively kneeling down. And clearly they've done a bit of post-CGI yeah. blood work, but it's really effective. Yeah, you have the right kind of whinnying sounds and gushing of blood, and that's, that's enough. Yeah, Although and it's like- much like when you see babies crying in shows where they've clearly dubbed in the whinnies and the cries, but yeah. they've done the right actions there. So, yeah, I thought it was quite good. Yeah, but I do like when they bring the horse in, they just cut a, a slit in the tent. It's like... We already have a door. Just go through. Oh, my God. <laughs> it reminded me of fucking Homer in the uh, Tokyo episode of The Sips. It's breaking just... through the rice paper walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, speaking of other things that I'm kind of curious about, Segway. Mm. Um, do they have stunt butts? Stumped butts. Stunt butts. Stunt butts. Stunt butts. Stunt butts. So, so, okay, we go have a scene with uh, Rob Stark negotiating with Walter Frey. Catelyn Stark goes in. Oh, yeah. And is all like, oh, we need to cross your bridge. And he's all like, no, I'm Walter Frey. I'm a massive dick. And uh, so there's a bit where, uh, you know, an actor who's probably about age appropriate for his 14-year-old wife, and there's a bit where he slaps her on the butt, but it's a close-up, so you just see his hand hitting a butt. And I imagine, because you don't want to slap a 14-year-old butt, A, because it's illegal, and B, because that's not fun for anybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they had to have got a stunt butt. Yeah. To come in to slap that. We technically don't see Walter Frey doing it either, so maybe they were just like... Could have been like, a stunt hand for a stunt butt. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it was a man smacking his own butt. <laughs> I don't know. Just tricky camera and mirrors, man. However, because I know uh, Kira Knightley has a clause where she will not show her butt in uh, movies. So if you ever think you've seen Kira Knightley's butt, you have not. You have seen a stunt butt. Huh. Yeah, it's like a thing. She's like, look, I want to keep something for the you know romance in my life. That's my butt. Uh, so she, has she shown boobs or she has shown boobs she's gone topless and, and front uh, I don't know about front yeah but uh, any, any butt you see not her butt huh. yeah there's a bit where she said it was really weird I was like sitting in casting and they brought in these models that I'm like okay which one do you want to portray your butt <laughs> and she's like that one hang on let me check Where, where's a mirror <laughs> uh, uh, you almost saw it no, not showing anyone my butt not showing anyone well not on film at least but uh, yeah it's, it's odd but it's like yeah you know what keep something for your personal life I guess yeah. sure uh, yes so that whole bit with Roald de Frey I don't know what a dick he really is he's all like ah oh, your men out there or should I say corpses to be yeah uh, why Why should I if, if not? he's got a line something like if why should I care if God gives a fish or no something like yeah. why would God give a fuck but he says a fish instead I'm like I kind of like said that. shit. Maybe he's a shit. I like fish, but assuming he's not that cool of a person, yeah. let's assume he said something shitty. Mm, definitely. And so, yeah, this kicking off the incident that would happen Yep. exactly two seasons later. I know. Fucking, this is when, when the show was good. This was what it was doing, setting these things up way mm. in advance, and they all made sense. This was the promise, and they got broken, and this was this is why it was important, because I had to cross this river. Otherwise, I had to go all the way around, and that would take way too long, yada, yada. Yeah. It all makes sense. It's all an inch school, intricate castle of cards then got knocked over by a dragon <laughs> yeah and yeah Arya ends up taking down his whole empire with a fucking pie yep yeah mixed feels on that yeah so this is yeah does make me wonder and does leave me feeling retrospectively a bit unsatisfied because it's like the way he treats all these fucking people like he literally says oh the sons and daughters they all pile up yep how has there not been a fucking mutiny at some point? This guy is running a fucked empire, and he doesn't look like he could really well take you. Like historically, people have run fucked empires based entirely on like if they catch even a whiff of someone doing something treacherous, just yeah. you know, hangs draws and quarters them. You know, so it's got some historical precedent of douchebags have been in power all throughout history. Yeah, I suppose. But it's yeah, just, I agree. Like, you think someone would just want to off this dude, but uh, yeah. maybe everyone's too scared to make that first move, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Yes, but that said, I can't. I have, like I said, I have mixed feelings. The idea that Arya is the one that takes him down, especially with just a pie, because they do have this whole thing of you know, for six hundred years they've held this fort, they've never failed to charge someone for crossing this bridge, so it would take something sneaky and assassin-like to finally do the job, you know? Yeah. But yeah. at the same time. He's just such a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see worse for him. But then again, I guess eating your own sons before you get your throat slit is pretty bad. Oh, that's right. His own sons was in that pie. So yeah. 
in that as well, his own sons, like, as if they deserved to... Oh. Well, I mean, they could have mutinied. And yeah, uh, they true. are also responsible for the death of all the Starks and all that. So, yeah. Hey, other weird thing in this scene with uh, Caitlin, Catelyn meeting Walder Frey and his wife, it's like, huh, in the future, you slit that lady's throat. Oh. Because oh. that's the daughter. Yeah. When she, oh. t- she takes hostage, it's all like, you know, I swear I'll do it. And he's like, yeah, I believe you do it. I'll just get another one. And she's like, yeah. Well, shit, slice. Mm. So, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of grim, grim uh, legwork being done here. Yeah, great show. Grim legs. <laughs> yes. Uh, any other notes of violence? Uh, no, just Arya and the Pigeon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly not a violent episode, but, like, foreboding and scary in that way. Oh, yeah, it's a very good one. I will say, for lacking our key ingredients of violence and nudity, it is still full of interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like my note, my notebook is full on this one. <laughs> Just still on Walter Frey, he's the fucking worst as he kisses Catelyn's hand. Look, yeah, he, he even shows respect terribly. <laughs> like, God damn, dude, how are you so good at being so awful? That said, one thousand props to the the actor. Oh, absolutely, he's so good at this. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's just see if we can run through some notes then. Uh, let's see. I, yeah. All right. So the scene with John Bumshovi and uh, the fucking old beardy Ma- Maester old guy. Uh, no, not Maester old guy. But when he gets the sword. So oh, that's yeah. Jorah's dad. Uh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Jorah just- M- Mamon. Callus Bod, friends, Captain Friendzone himself, is like, ah, I put a new pommel on it, a wolf instead of a bear. It's yeah. Like, oh, this is where this came from. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know much about that scene either. It's just, you know, Sam getting the news from the Raven. But yeah. why is John letting all these people play with this sword? He just got it and got told the importance and everyone's like, oh, come on, show us a sword. Oh, a little bit of sword. Oh, just a little cheeky slice of sword. Uh, I really and then like- they just run around with it like, uh, I want to turn. Now, to me, this was very Westeros High. They go hang yeah. out in the cafeteria. It's like, they literally go, sword, 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 sword. It's like, wow, you guys have nothing going on, dude. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I think the understanding is these are his brothers of the Night's Watch and they're mm. not going to betray him and steal his sword and then stab him and leave him for dead in the snow in, you know, four seasons' time. <laughs> that would never happen. Um, yeah, I think that's just the idea of community they have going on here. And then Sam's all sad in the cafeteria because no one will sit with him. Well, because he's an absolute fucking neckbeard in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's just this dude's facial hair came in a little, like, as the show went on. Mm. And he eventually looked a lot better with a beard. But here it's like, it's one of those dudes whose beard is like an outline of their head. It looks bad. Yeah, or like someone was like, now I heard someone use the term milady, and I looked at them, and they had a <laughs> neck beard. So I think that's the design we want for you. So I think that was something different. No, no, we're going to go with it. That's it. If he had a trebly, you know, all bets would be <laughs> off. Pretty much. Uh, expect nothing from Walder Frey, and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> good line. Also expect to be murdered by Walder Frey, and you'll never be disappointed. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there's a bit where um, Catelyn Stark comes back and says, well, we can cross... But, you know, one day Arya has to marry uh, one of his, his sons. It's yeah. Fine. And also you have to marry one of his daughters. Oh, did you get a look at them? I did. And one was... Why is Theon chuckling pa- in this? I don't know. I guess he's all like, hey, dude, you got to marry and I'll go. <laughs> I guess. Although, With herpes. Man, on the reverse watch, just fuck Theon for betraying. They're not treating yeah. him badly at all at this point. Maybe some comes in later, but you know he's riding around. He clearly trusts you. It's it's yeah. It's all good. Come on, man. Ah, yeah. And this is that point. I was just like, oh, this is gonna cost you. <laughs> uh, love is the death of duty. That was very good. Um, 
Ah, yes, we all do our duty when there's no cost, as I said. Very good bit. Uh, we find out he's Amon Targaryen, and I do like how this guy mm. plays blind. Like, it would have been really easy to give him just, like, you know, uh, milked over uh, contact lenses. Yeah. But instead, this guy just kind of stares, like, uppish a little bit and a little bit off. And the, whoever the actor is is just not focusing on anything. Yeah. And you can really tell. It's so almost it like he's following sounds with his eyes. Yeah, and it's it works really because you get the sense of him being blind or at least incredibly hard of sight Yeah. without, yeah, uh, glossing his eyes over or doing anything. It's just acting. It's not acting. Yeah. It's not like an effect or anything like that. And I think it's, it works really well. Yeah, my notes for there were like, oh, here's Eggman. And he's like, God, Maester bumper stickers over here. He's just got fucking a quote for everything. <laughs> really does. Well, when you get old, you start quoting more things, as I understand. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, quote me on that. <laughs> uh, I, I'd noticed on this one, I feel like John's scenes are always followed by Dan Brady's. And I'm like, ah, even way back then, they're trying to telegraph. Huh. It's a song of ice. And fire, guys, do you ah. get it? Ice and fire. Yeah, yeah. Looky, looky. <laughs> yeah, look who's a clever bastard. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I don't know actually much about the Dan scenes, although I did quite like them. And I even like Jorah Mamong in this episode, yeah, weirdly enough. You usually hate him. <laughs> yeah, and like this is like when he's doing like, Khaleesi, what have you done? Like, I'm into that bit. Yeah, it feels a lot more like, dude, what have you done? And he's all like, we need to leave because he's going to die. And once he dies, it's going to be a struggle for, you know, to take control. And no yeah. one is going to want you and you're going to either be murdered or they're going to murder your baby. Yeah. And I can't believe I forgot about the battle because it was actually a pretty cool fight with uh, him and uh, fucking Jey Uso with the vicious sickle. Yeah, I do like that he catches him around the waist with the, the curved part of the blade yeah. but because he's wearing armor. It doesn't do anything. It's like... Oh, that's easy. Slice. <laughs> yeah. Right across the cheek. Yep. Although I will say, for Game of Thrones, that was pretty tame. Like, mm. a slice across the cheek and this guy's dead. Oh, the show's getting tamer as we get go along, man. <laughs> I know. We like, need more violence. No, it felt like the violence, like, there was a lot, obviously, in the final couple of episodes of season eight. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we peaked around six and five, and, like, uh, since four, it's just been gradually going down. Yeah, I think all, everyone the Hound murders gets a real grisly kind oh, of yeah. thing. And of course, there's, you know, uh, the mountain exploding a dude's head. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's see. Gooey wound, we had that. Oh, yeah, good little line between Tyrion and Shay. He's like, what sort of accent is that? She just goes, foreign. foreign. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so nice. good. Gives away nothing, that girl. I like it. Uh, when they're playing that game with Bronn, he goes, your father used to hit you. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mother hit harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> again, one of those words, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, sad. Brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what do you think actually about Tyrion's uh, story of his first wife? I was, uh, Taisha. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was harsh. Yeah. Another was, grim moment. In, yeah. In, in, actually, probably Tyrion does deserve MVP for this episode because that was the certain uh, detached depression that he delivers yeah. the story with. It's not like. No, this is just fact. And yes, it still hurts. But the only way to talk about it is to talk about it like it's. This is just what happened. Yeah, because he's obviously, yeah, Dunny's crying over it. And yeah, the sort of distant reflection that he has with it. Fuck, what a good actor. Yeah, for sure. And I do like he goes from life of the party to just being all deadpan and, yeah, like you said, detached. It's it's a great moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, finding out a ra- Jamie arranged the whole thing. And, ah, uh, yeah. I do like when he's leaving, he says to Shay, if I die... Weep for me. It's quite frankly, that's a good exit line on pretty much anyone. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she undercuts her. It's like, hell, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, you'll, you'll, I'll know. I just, I'm just shut up. Do and it. There's another instance of um the dead won't 
fucking even know anyway, so who gives a shit? When was yeah. that one later? Uh, that was a bit later, yeah. Where was that? Um, possibly between, uh, I think, does Jim Jam Lannister say it? Because my one complaint of this episode is they captured Jim Jam Lannister. I was like, wait, when did that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess maybe this is set up in the next episode because this was the whole, they didn't have 20,000 men, they had 2,000 there thing. But yeah. um, I was confused. I was like, wait, wait, did I fall asleep for a second? Yeah, and I actually always took from context that Jamie was the one who killed Ned, so nope. there's a different king he slayed. Yeah, Ned, uh, was, ne- yeah, Ned was not king. It, 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 uh, it's complicated in reverse. Yep, yep. Yep, Ned was hand. Yeah, uh, I think it was the Jamie scene then. Quite possible. Because, yeah, that was just after where my note was for the Wilhelm scream there. Yep, so they have a nice open field of this, you know, post-battle sequence, and what you and I both heard, the classic Wilhelm, like, we, you thought you'd get away with that, but it, we know. It was barely buried this is a problem with the wilhelm is that like everyone's like Once oh you know. it's a funny in joke but like i still feel like everyone mixes it way too loud yeah it's got to be subtle but it's hard to do so it's yeah it's hard to do an audio easter egg because it needs to be findable but not obvious it's tough yeah having also hidden easter eggs of our own in uh you know pulp fury radio mm. a uh, anthology where uh fucking i can't even plug anymore <laughs> An anthology of pulp-inspired stories available now wherever podcasts are found. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I did. Did you bury a Wilhelm in there? I, I forgot I was going to. I forgot the Wilhelm, but I did bury some other st- stuff, and I'm sure you did too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Certainly did. Hiding Easter eggs is fun. Uh, yeah, we get another chant of half man, half man. I was like, okay, nice. Oh, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Okay. Not Wilhelm, Wilhelm. <laughs> uh, and I believe that is all of my notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, other than the spooky sounds coming out of the tent when the witch is in there. It's like, okay, yeah, you don't want to go in there, damn. Yeah, definitely. What the fuck? So, there's a woman, a horse, and a dying man. Who is making that sound? But <laughs> so, yeah, it was really effective for that. <laughs> no, definitely. No, my only other note is, yeah, I wish Aryu had at least taken some bread uh, along with her. I get that everything mm. is, you know, and, you know, you never know. That guy might have come back for her, and then she might have traced him around all the buildings. Yeah. But then I would have called you her Ayadon. Um Ugh. And so it must be time to end this episode. Oh, I was just... I mean, it's tough. Arya and Aladdin to just... Mm, that's a difficult merger. I am not one jump ahead of the sword. <laughs> and you recovered. Hey. Neither was Ned. All right. Well, if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Oh, uh, well, uh, Raven from On High came and told me that the next episode is called The Pointy End. Oh, this is sort of coincidental, being that we're getting to the end of our mm. podcast run. We are literally getting to the pointy end. Yes. Um, it's. I'm surprised it's coming this soon. I thought that would have been the title for the first episode. Yeah. Um. So, I guess, in all seriousness, this is where Jamie slays a king? Like, the pointy end? Yeah. Or? Uh, I'm going to say they're having a discussion on eating pizza. Oh, yeah. And some people are like, no, you start with the, cr- the crust. And people are like, no, no, that's only if it's stuffed crust. Mm. Otherwise, you start with a pointy end. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, back then when the stuffed crust was stuffed with squab. Ew. Mm. Squab. Yeah, pigeon was an acceptable meat back ah, then. Ah, yes. Is, ah. Delicious, Yucky. delicious squab. Well, until that time, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot Joe Neal. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended. <laughs>